13 years ago, audiences across America were horrified by the savagery of a faceless killer. In the wake of this bizarre rampage, he vanished. Now, after more than a decade of silence, he has come out of hiding. Chainsaw Massacre 2, The Buzz is back. Directed by Toby Hooper. Episode 246 of the Brooklyn Blast Furnace podcast with my friend over here, Bob Elmore, stuntman extraordinaire. And I will put it out there first and foremost, the real Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Um, I can't stress that shit enough. Um, I don't know how you feel about it, but as a fan, a huge horror fan of just horror in general and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it bothers me that you don't have the credit that you absolutely 100% deserve. So I need to put that out there. And I definitely want to talk about that, even though I know you've talked about that a million times. But, but, but maybe there's a few people that are listening or watching this that aren't aware. So. Right. I need to smarten people up, Bob. Well, I, you know, at the end of the movie, uh, Toby Hooper and I were talking and he he said something about maybe giving me credit. Maybe, you know, you know yeah, because, you know, he knew what I did. And uh, and I said, you know what? I don't care one way or the other. Uh, I, I made so much money on that movie. I made way more than anybody else because I was working double contracts, acting and I doubled myself on a stunt contract. So working those two, I just made a fortune. And so I was real happy with that. And then not 25 or 30 years later, did somebody called me up one day and said, hey, were you in tech? I go, yeah. What did you do? And I go, well, I did everything. Why? Yeah. He goes, well, people want to know. And I said, well, I, I can tell you the scenes. I, you know, yeah. I don't know. And that's how it started. But every time I do a show or I go to a convention or something, Somebody asks about it, and I and I'm very happy to explain it, uh, you know. And uh, I have no problem with it, yeah. you know. Bill Bill does not like the fact that I I say anything, you know. He told Why? me that, that, that I think yeah. that's fraudulent, man. He uh, he, uh, he he goes stuntman shouldn't do that. I go well, I usually don't, but in this case, since I did everything, I'm going to. And you well, can't do a thing. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was watching on YouTube a couple of weeks ago, a week or two ago, whatever. And there was a panel that you, I don't know what convention it was, maybe in Chicago or something, but you and Tom Savini were doing a panel. Right. And it was funny because I was watching that. And in the middle of that video, Tom gets a text message from a friend of his saying that there was a bomb threat at Chiller. But it's funny because I was at that Schiller convention with that bomb threat. So I watched that video. I was like, oh, shit, I was there when that happened. But um, you guys cleared out, didn't you? Well, yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, we we all got evacuated and there was no bomb. But it was weird because like one second I'm like, you know, walking around looking at vendors or whatever. Next thing you know, I'm like standing next to like Wilford Brimley sitting on a lawn chair and like, well, I'm like, What's happening right now? So it was like a two-hour ordeal of everyone in the parking lot for no reason. Now you know, I did a I did a show, Monster Palooza. I think it was Monster Palooza or something. I, I don't remember now. And uh, the lights went out, huh? And and the whole place. And the only thing that was on were the emergency lights. So we're sitting in a hall, com- you know, it was completely uh, nobody was there but the uh, the actors and stuff. And uh, come to find out that somebody hit a power pole. Oh, it, took about, it took about three hours, and it was on a Friday night, so it wasn't too bad. Saturday would have been worse. Saturday you know, would have been terrible. Yeah. Well, three hours, and they got the lights back on, and everybody was happy, and, and that's the way it goes. But that's about it. Yeah. But I heard, yeah. I heard the one in Chiller, though. I, had, I did hear about that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm watching that panel, and I don't remember exactly how it was said, but 
you, you, I think basically you were like, yeah, no, I didn't get any credit. And Tom was like, wow. He's like, that's like a Warrington Gillette, Steve Dash thing with Jason from part two. And and it's, it's like everyone thinks of Friday 13 two, who was Jason nine out of 10 people who really aren't in the know. We'll say Warrington Gillette, but he was only the one who crashed through the window at the end. And Steve Dash is the one that's running around doing everything else. He's Jason, right. the majority of the movie. So, right, right. And you had also said in that panel that, that, that Bill Johnson only did like two close-ups. He did, I think it's three close-ups in the whole flipping movie. Do you, know, do you know offhand what those close-ups are? There was a close-up at the end of uh, Chainsaw Love, which I did. Right. Everything is me. They, they cut. And did a clown. I don't even think they did it there. No, he wasn't even there that day, but they did it later. And a close up of him, and they put it in the film. He did a close up uh, at the end of Leatherface chasing, chasing Stretch down this tunnel. That was two. And then at the very, towards the end of the movie, at the dinner table, he was there for a second. And then again, I jumped in and did everything, you know. Yeah. And that's, so all you just- and that's all he did. So you're running around with with Bill Mo- with Chop Top and trying to get through the door and the whole scene with the hammer and time for everything. incoming mail everything. and everything. Yeah. Everything, everything else is me. Uh, we, uh, t- like I said, we talked about it. I didn't care later on. And then somebody, yeah, I did this and this. Well, I just out of curiosity, I pulled I pulled up Bill Johnson's uh, website. Yeah, and I'm looking at it and I looked at it and it says pictures. So I clicked on the pictures. And there were 10 eight by tens there, and eight of them were me. Unbelievable, you know, man. I went back to him and said, look, if you don't take those off your website, I go, you're deceiving people by putting those out there. Sure. Uh, and uh, if you don't do, I'm going to sue you. Well, he did. Yeah. Because yeah. it's and just not uh, right. Like, what are you doing, man? And I don't even know. I mean, <laughs> I see you at conventions pretty often. Like, mm-hmm. but I've never seen Bill at a convention. Maybe it just so happens to be not one that I ever go to, but I never see him at conventions. I, he do, you know, he does a few. And, you know, I don't know if you know who Roy Rose is. He does the... Uh, I don't. Cult, it was a cult classic convention out of Bastrop, Texas, yes. where he owns the gas station, which is the original gas station from the original Texas uh, Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. The bridge from part two is right close to it and then a couple other uh uh locations are there anyway we were talking and he said bill is demanding such a high amount of money now that nobody wants to bring him in because he's not that big of a draw really i said hey you know whatever whatever you want to do if you can get away with it fine but you know he he's not too happy with me but i don't really care well, you shouldn't care. He's not too happy with you because you, 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 you're exposing him for, for being fraudulent. I, I have been, I've been doing this for a while, and I've met so many nice people. Everybody yeah. in the horror genre, it, they're just great. One guy came up to me one time, and he said, well, I'm a friend of Bill Johnson, and I don't like him. I said, I don't care who you are. Right. Go, he, this, is, this is the truth. Ask him about it. Did you you ask him now? Call him up and ask. Him. Yeah, and I think I think your finger is on your microphone because you sound muted. Oh, oh there you up. go. Now you're good. Now you're good. It's I fine. I told you I don't know how to do this. It's <laughs> fine, dude. This is guerrilla <laughs> podcasting. This is not formal <laughs> shit. It's fine. Uh, so I, you know, and that's the only one. And I, you know, I told him I said, you know, I got up then. I said, you know, he's a little little twerpy guy, and I got up. And I said, look, dude, I said, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Get out of here. And if you don't leave, I'll throw you out myself. You know? There you so, go. And I, you know, I still have an attitude, but I'm old now, so I have to watch it. Well, you're not too old. <laughs> I'm a real old. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, and that's about it. You know, I don't, I, I don't say too much. I just say, this is what, this is what I did. Yeah. Here's the scenes. Look at them. Yeah. I can, you know, I can go through the whole movie and show you. And that's it. And then. So I get the word out. Now there's a lot more people that know exactly what happened. Which which I think everybody should know. I mean, come right. on. I mean, the horror, the, you, I mean, you know better than anybody. The, the horror community and the fans, I mean, conventions and all that, like, 
there's so much loyalty and, and you've Ooh. made an impact. You know what I mean? Oh, so yeah. they should oh, yeah. absolutely know. It's like, oh, I remember, yeah. I remember one of the first, one of the first times that I ever seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. I rented it from the, from the video store. And yeah. I wa- like, I remember that when in 19, I was like 10 or 11 years old. And I remember watching that a billion times. It's yeah. and it, it's one of my favorites. It's it's so good on so many different levels. I just and, it's, it's so bad it turned good. Oh, it's and, it's, and it's it's so over the top amazing. Bill Mosley's character yeah. is one of the greatest characters in horror. It's amazing, dude. Well, I would get in trouble because I'm looking, you know, I'm looking at him and he's doing all that stuff <laughs> and I'm just I can't do anything but look because it's it's amazing to me, you know, and I'm just, I'm, and I get then I get yelled at for not reacting to it, so we have to do it over again, you know. But right. he was just he he and today he he was a really good actor, uh-huh. always has been, nicest guy in the world. Yeah, and a very very smart man, very smart. Yeah, yeah. I met him. I met him at I don't even know what convention because they all run into each other because I go to uh-huh. so many of them. But I, I met him and he was like a bucket list guy. And I'm like, I, it's like you're looking at all the pictures. I'm like, it has to be a chop top picture. You got to sign for me. You know, it's right. the, 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 there's so many classic, hilarious lines and, and just his whole thing. That whole scene in the radio station is just, you know, yep. it's it's so, it's classic. It's it's amazing. Right. So, yeah, it's, 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 so that, that was like, I mean, I didn't want to go crazy into Texas Chainsaw Massacre too, because I, I, I understand that, that you've talked about that shit ad nauseum. So I definitely just I wanted to point out to people that just didn't know that you are the real Leatherface in that movie. Bill Johnson made a tiny couple little cameos and that's it. And he gets all the credit. Right? And I think that's, that's bullshit. It. That's it. And I don't care. You know, like I said, uh, I, I may, let's see, I'm trying to remember, I'm old. Uh, for seven days, seven days in that, you know, in that time, uh, I brought home a check for $35,000. In 1980, well, you were probably filming in what, 85? 86, was 86 or 85, I don't know, one of the, and that's after taxes, so you can imagine what it was. Right. Okay, so that was working double contracts. Every time I worked, I was on a double contract. So, and the guy that I was working for, John Moyo, who was a, a big time stunt coordinator, has been in the business for a million years. He made sure they paid me for everything I did. That's you know, a good guy I, right there. Right now, we did the we did the bridge scene uh, one night, and they filmed it, or they looked at the film, and it was really dark, so we had to go back and do it again. All right. And then during the second time we did it, uh, I broke my wrist at the very last next to the last scene of, the, of what they were going to shoot. Right. Yeah. And I couldn't hold the chainsaw or anything. Well, Bill's not around. He, you know, he, this is yeah. a stunt work. And Tom Morga put on the, the Leatherface stuff and did the very last scene of the bridge where you see the truck drive going away, back, going away. And that was Tom. And he well, almost got killed. That's that funny one. because I, that's funny that you say that because Tom Morga then is might probably is the only person to play Leatherface, Jason, and Michael Myers. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. But Tom has been Tom has been in the business forever and a day. I've worked with him so many times over the years, you know, and he was back there doubling uh what was he doubling? Uh oh not stri- uh RJ or JR or whoever it was. LJ? Or yeah, him. <laughs> and then, uh, so he he was back there doing that. We had a bunch of other people that were there. Uh, Al Wyatt Jr. drove the truck, and he was driving it backwards, and it was perfect. I mean, he, this guy, he came from Dukes of Hazard. Okay. And he, he did uh, all the jumps and stuff on that, on, on that show. So th- he was just right on. So we were in pretty good hands for this whole thing. Wow. We, were, we work seven days a week. You know, we have to work six days when you're on location. And then Sunday, the stunt team would go in and prep for Monday. So we were trying to stay ahead of this whole thing, which was so hard to do. But, you know, I would, sure. at the end, we were all crazy at the end. We didn't know. Oh, I'm sure you were all insane. But it must have been hot as hell. You guys yeah. are working like crazy. It was so hot. And we left the hotel three days uh, before we actually left uh, Texas. 
And our families were calling the hotel and they said, no, they checked out, you know, they checked out three days ago. They didn't know where we were at. We were on set for 72 hours straight. Really? At the very, you know, and they had so much money. This is going to be it right here. This time on this day, six o'clock in the morning. Boom. That's it. We filmed to six o'clock in the morning, three days straight. No sleep. And we did everything you could imagine. Was that like the whole ending scene with the whole chainsaw fight with Dennis Hopper and all that stuff? There are scenes, uh, something about there was a, the other face comes out of the cook's uh, uh, wagon or not the wagon, but his, his little uh, cook. The, 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 The truck? The truck. And that was done in an under, underground parking lot someplace, because I don't know where it was at. They were just taking me there. Yeah. And, and they would take me and, and go, okay, Bob, we're going to do this. Come and get me and go, Bob, we're going to do that. Yeah, we got to go back over there. And that's how it went. And uh, at, the very, at the very end, you know, I was going, oh, my God. We were, we were in, <laughs> raised, you know? Yeah. Oh, but we made a lot of money. Yeah. And, and listen. We made more money afterwards because of uh, the bookkeeping on it was a uh, canon. They tried to screw us out of a lot of a lot of money for some reason. And we. Well, it's because it's, uh, it's canon films. They have been notorious. They're, they're old gangsters. And yep. anyway, we got it. We got that back. And, uh, you know, that's the, that's the name of that tune. But uh, right. quite an experience. Yeah. I mean, I can imagine. And, and plus, it's like. Did you, I mean, of course you probably didn't, but at the time you were making that, it's, we're, we're talking how many years later and people are still lining up at your table at conventions to get a picture of you signing the other face. It's unbelievable. You know, uh, one of my best pictures I have is a, is a, a group of four, myself, Robert England, Kane Hodder, and that's George Wilbur. And we did that for People Magazine in 1987, I believe. Wow. And that's one of the best pictures because it's the, all the iconic horror guys. Absolutely. All the real ones, all right there. Yeah. That's so, fucking yeah. awesome, dude. Yeah. That's so great. Been, but what an experience. I mean, I never thought in my life I'd be doing anything like this, ever. Right. Ever, it, ever, it, ever. It's, it's funny because a lot of the people that I speak to, like, you know, obviously who are in horror movies that did these things so long ago and still, like, like earlier today, I recorded, like, this whole panel thing um, with, like, Tony Moran from Halloween and Felissa Rose from Sleepaway Camp 19. She was like 12 or 13 years old in yeah. 1983. And, she, and her line is out the door. This many, it's, it's like they're all blown away by it. That's like what I was saying before. It's like the horror fans are so loyal and have no problem whatsoever waiting on a crazy line to get a picture with you in an 8 by 10 for their personal collection. Yeah, I have no whatsoever. None yeah. whatsoever. Oh, I have photo albums with eight by tens worth tens of thousands of dollars at this point. And I don't care. <laughs> you know, it's awesome. I, it's, it's shit that I grew up on and I like it. And listen, I could be spending my money on a lot worse things, you know? Well, that's what people, and that's what people say. He goes, he goes like, they come in and they go, I, my mom and dad let me watch this when I was 10 years old. And, yeah. you know, they got me hooked on this stuff. And then, and I appreciate it and blah, blah, blah. And God bless them, man. They are just really good. Very loyal, yeah. you know. It's a it's a small community, yeah. And uh, uh, but they're just real. I, I I've never come across you know one guy. All the rest have been just really, really nice, really humble. You know, they humbled me, but yeah. they're so nice and they're so genuine, and they you know, and they get a kick out of it. And it's my pleasure to do something like yeah. that for them. Of course. So now, there's other things that. I mean, I'm sure some people are aware of, but nine out of 10 times when I see a, like an ad for you for a, a convention appearance or something, it's always predominantly Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. You might have a little small Pirates of the Caribbean logo somewhere on there. You know what I mean? Right. But what I've never saw, because I dug into your IMDb and I was researching it a little bit more than I usually would. Um, I was shocked at a couple of things that you're credited as being a stuntman in. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a few lists here. I want to talk a little bit about each. I won't hold you hostage for too long. But <laughs> I am super curious what scene you did a stunt in, in the movie 
Casino. Oh, okay. You know the movie? Uh, I, if I, if I know that movie like the back of my hand, but let me just guess and tell me if I'm right or wrong. All right. Did you, because this is the only thing I could come up with, because I know you didn't double for De Niro, or definitely not little-ass Joe Pesci. No, I didn't double anybody. I played a character. You played a character? Yeah. So it wasn't just stunts. You played a character. You, I, I, I thought... I thought that you would be the guy who gets taken out of casino with your head first out the door. I was one of the security guards. Okay. Well, you see, now I got to rewatch it and now I got to look for you because I never thought to look for you. That's what, you know, Robert De Niro, what a nice, he was so cool. You know, and he's coming in and he goes, uh, he goes, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just, and we're laughing at him. Uh huh. He he was just like, okay, I got to say this stuff and I'm not going to. Blah blah blah, because I'm taking up more time. Blah blah blah. <laughs> I go okay, and he goes okay. We're gonna, you know, get the guy. There's a guy with a cowboy hat and had his feet on the table. Yes. So I go up. We go up and grab him, take him out, and the actor who we kept saying, "Well, we're gonna take you out through a real door. All right, it's yeah. metal, and you're gonna go head first. Now we're gonna put a pad in your hat, and uh, uh, so you don't get hurt." And he goes, "No, man, I'm gonna do it." I said. Okay. All right. And we took him out head first and his head opened the door. Oh, shit. You see, it's it's funny because that was that scene. And I was thinking maybe you were the stunt guy that your head was going out the door. That was was close. Yeah, the actor. Yeah, you're right there. The actor wanted to do it, and we did it, and and he didn't, you know, feel too good for a while after that. Yeah, I'm sure you're sure he didn't. <laughs> he had smashed through a freaking metal door. Right. That's awesome. I because I saw the credit for Casino. I'm like, no way. That's awesome because I love that movie. I mean, of yeah. course I know that movie. Oh yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was so neat to be there. Uh, we got to meet the guy that wrote Casino, who was the real guy. Yeah. And you know, he's the one who knew where the bodies were buried. Yes. Wow. And, all that. and it's like some of it, most of it was really true yeah. at that particular time in Vegas. Yeah. Sure. The Tangiers and that whole yeah. thing with the, the coming up of Vegas. I'm sure yeah. there was some, there was some shenanigans going on out there in that <laughs> desert for sure. <laughs> so that was, you know, that was fun. I, you know, I did a lot of stuff. I was in, uh, Oh, I can't remember now so much. Uh, <clears throat> I got a list to help you out. <laughs> okay, good. Cause I don't know. Dr. Giggles. Oh, Dr. I doubled Paul Drake on that. Yeah. Nice. That was another another epic movie. That was real good. Yeah, man. It's got Dr. Giggles. <laughs> Dr. Giggles. Um, the Monster Squad. Oh, yeah. I got killed twice. I was uh, <laughs> killed by the fish guy, and then I got killed by Dracula. Nice. Yeah. See, see, a lot of people might not know any of this stuff, but I find this stuff to be awesome. I don't know. <laughs> Um, oh, I just, I don't know, I, you know, I, like I said, I did, a, I was the executioner of Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. One and three. Yeah. So I got to hang, hang out with Johnny Depp. How was he? Oh, nicest guy in the world. Really? Bar none. Absolutely. You know, All just right. bar none. And, uh, oh, Usual Suspects. I was in that. I had a little part in that. Got killed. Really? Oh, yeah. Kevin um, Spacey and Gabriel Byrne and uh, Benicio Del Toro. Oh, oh. That was a that was a weirdest movie I've ever seen. Then I had to go back and uh, had to rewatch it, and I finally yeah. got it. You know, Kaiser oh. Sose, man. You know, so and that's another classic movie. Oh, the Usual Suspects is amazing, and Benicio del Toro in that movie is hilarious. As yeah. So that and nobody would say anything about anything. They didn't, you know, nothing was said. And I said, okay, whatever. So when it came out, I go, wow, this really is kind of cool. Yeah. So you had a small part in there? Yeah, I was, uh, I played a guard in the underground parking where I got shot and killed. And okay. You know, on that one. So he always got killed or beat up. Nice. Well, you're a stunt guy. You know, you're like an expendable guy. I got to go back and watch these movies and now look for you because I never think, obviously, to look for Bob Elmore as, you know, Mm -hmm. somebody. So I, I definitely have to go back and watch. Um, being John Malkovich. Yeah, that one I I did a uh, what I do. I jumped off a high tower diving platform. 
Huh. And in one of the scenes, and that was my big, you know, did that one, dove off once, jumped off a couple of times. And you you kind of see me fall, it was real quick to fall in the background. But, you know, that one, man, oh, man, that was weird. That was really weird. <laughs> yeah, man. My, my, uh, my late wife and myself went to the premiere, and we're sitting up in the, you know, watching the scene, and I go, man, this is the stupidest movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> well, shoot. Malkovich, he was right behind me, and the director was right behind me, and they overheard that. And I turned around and said, look, I'm really sorry, but uh, yeah. <laughs> See you later, and I left. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, City of Angels? Same thing. I was a construction worker up on a high-rise, walking around. Uh, I don't even know if it's in the movie. Okay. And that, you know, like that. Yeah. And all right. But before we get to like a chunk, um, license to drive. Oh, license to drive. What did I do? With, with Corey Haim and Corey Feldman? Yeah. I don't know what I did. You don't even know? You don't um, remember? I, I don't remember. I, you know, I had a lot, <laughs> a lot of the stuff that you go to IMBD, you know, it's not even listed what I did. Uh, no, that's why it's a, that's why I'm I'm saying it kind of like with, a, with with the tone of a question, like because I know IMDb could be inaccurate sometimes. Oh, so, oh yeah, you know, I mean, it's like people people go, you can go on and put your own stuff in if you want. I and I never bothered, never did anything with it. Right, and somebody else did it and and all that, and I go, okay, whatever. But uh, uh, a lot of TV when I started out, I did a uh, my first job I ever had was Remington Steel with Pierce Bronson and. Wow. First, first job, only job I did with a full beard. Really? I always had, a, always had a beard. Right after that, I cut everything off because it's easier to put one on. Sure. If you need it for whatever reason. And uh, it turned out to be a two-day job, which was, I made a lot of money. Really? So that was- Re Remington Steel, like, you, you people- way Oh, yeah. Well, well, kids nowadays have no idea what Remington Steel is. I'm 46 and I get it, but I haven't heard that name in a long time. Oh, yeah. That, you know, uh, the original uh, A team. I got in a fight with uh, Mr. T and got thrown, thrown in some uh, swamp or something. And, really? Uh, Murder She Wrote. I think I got hit by a car. I used uh, to watch the A team all the time. Yeah. And uh, what else? I don't, you know, I don't know. A lot of stuff. I double, like I said, I double John Candy in six movies for John. Yes, Uncle Buck, Nothing But Trouble. Who's Harry Crumb? Delirious, Only the Lonely, and right. I'm missing one. Two, three, uh, three, five. I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I did uh, Spaceballs. Get the fuck! You really? You yeah. you doubled him as Barf? Yeah. <laughs> no, we were. We were so close that people were coming up to me and say, hey, John, how you doing? I go, well, I'm not John. I go, he's in there working. <laughs> really? Yeah. Because, see, so, see, that I don't think, unless I passed it up by accident, I just overlooked it because I don't, I didn't see that on your IMDb. Because I have, he had nothing but trouble. Who's Harry Crumb, Delirious, Only the Lonely, and Uncle Buck. See, they don't, they did, what are those? Uh, I don't know, but Spaceballs. Who's Harry Crumb, Delirious, Uncle Buck, Nothing But Trouble, uh, Only the Lonely. So I think six, something like that. How was John was, Candy? Oh, he was the greatest. greatest. He was, right? I was upset yeah. when he, he died a, a long time ago at this point. It's crazy. But mm -hmm. yeah, man, like his, his stuff is just classic. Like he, he seemed, obviously he's an actor and I never met the guy. And I don't know him, obviously, but he seemed right. like he would be like a nice guy. He was the nicest and good to his he was good to his fans. He loved them, you know, and people loved him. He was very popular, uh, worked a lot. You know, that's how he made his money. He was doing movie after movie. And that was good for me because I I did, I got into his contract. And that's one of the things that a stuntman, one of your ultimate goals is to get a hold of an actor who puts you in the contract and you go with them. Right. And that happened to me for, I think, three of the movies. And so that's something that, you know, I'm very proud of that part. And uh, just a, just the nicest guy. Had a lot of fun, you know. Yeah. Uh, only, only bad part of that in, in my life was I was away from home so much. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. You no, know, that was a tough one because my wife was uh, raising three kids by herself. 
Right. I mean, I made a good living and she could afford to be home by her. I was going to say, well, you're out there making the bread. Yeah. She was spinning it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jump, so, jumping off of shit and throwing you, putting your body through hell. Throwing oh. food on the table. There was a couple of times where I almost got killed a couple of times. And, you know, as a God had his hand on my shoulder and many, many times in my life. So I give it to him for helping me keep me out of trouble. So do you mind? I, I, I have, obviously I don't have questions. We're just talking here, but since you brought that up, do you have a particular story and scenario that you almost died that you want to share? Oh, yeah, I was, it was a uh, who's Harry Crumb. And we had to do a, uh, the gig, the, the gag was, a uh, you know, those old time, uh, loading ramps that you would walk on a tarmac and walk up these things to a jet, you know, your plane. Sure. And, it was like 60 it was about 65 feet up in the air when it was fully extended right so the gag was to go underneath uh a wing of a jet and you're gonna and i was gonna take a hit like taking a punch and go backwards down this thing you know and harry takes off we do all this stuff i go underneath the wing blah 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 and then now we were uh stopped and i'm gonna take the hit from the very top so I take the hit, I, I throw myself backwards. I hit one time and landed real close to the camera and uh, just tore myself up on that. And then uh, the first assistant cameraman jumped out in, in front of it. So now it's wasted. Ah, uh, yeah. He thought, was, he thought I was gonna hit the camera. So take two now, I, I mean, I can barely <laughs> walk. And I had, you know, I'm, I told him, I said, look, if you do that again, I said, I will personally take you out. You don't have to worry about anything because I, I go I have to do this again because of you. I, I go, I did it the second time. I thought I broke my neck, and uh, the fun, you know, I thought I it ended up the EMTs took me off to took me off, and uh, give me the once over and stuff. But now later on in life, I had a shoulder problem. I went and had X-rays done. Doctor comes up and he goes, "Hey, did you know you broke your neck?" I go, "What?" I go, "What?" He goes, "Yeah, you're." It's healed over, but yeah, you broke your neck at one time. He goes, what did you do? I go, well, you know, I was a stuntman for 25 years. Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. So that, oh. that, was one, that was one of the times that, you know, very notable to me. But No you know. shit. So you were walking around with a friggin' broken neck for yeah. God knows how long. Well, who knows? You know, no 30 years, shit. 40 years. Yeah. Unreal. Do you do you do, you, do you, like do you ever get called up to do any of this stuff nowadays? No, 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 no. no yeah, that's no. it. You retired. You threw oh, the towel in. I retired. Uh, shoot, I'm I'm 69 years old, so I I can't do that. You don't look a day older than 42, Bob. Well, this is all. This is white. It's not blonde. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I don't. You know, I do anything. I have a I have a, a condition in my back where. Uh, the narrowing of the spine is pinching the nerve and so on and so forth. So, you know, all this stuff, when they tell you the stuff that you do when you're young catches up to you. Absolutely does. Oh man. Especially the shit that you're doing. I mean, you're putting your body through physical insanity. Oh, you you know, these old stuntmen are walking around bow-legged. Everything's been replaced, (laughs) you know, but that's, that's the nature of the game. So yeah, I do it all over again if I could. Yeah, there was you're actually I'm just it just popped in my head now. I've had so many different people on, but you are I think it was episode like in the single digits, like episode seven or something like that. A friend of mine asked me, he's like, yeah, I have a friend of mine who's a stunt woman. And I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, like, whatever. Like, who do you know? that's This is before I got like, you know, horror people or anything on. I'm like, I'm thinking I'm like, all right, fine. Like the podcast was seven episodes. I was doing it with two other people at the time. And uh, I was like, yeah, whatever, we'll talk. And I'm thinking it's going to be somebody who did like one stupid independent movie filmed in a warehouse, filmed on an mm-hmm. iPhone or something. Yeah. But I don't know if you ever heard of her name. Her name is Samantha MacGyver. Yeah. Oh, you know who she is? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had her on where I think it was episode seven. She was in like Zombieland and, and all. she did a lot of stuff. And she just puts herself through hell all the goddamn time. There's the, the women are cursed because you know like if you're a man doubling or doing a stunt you can pad up because clothes hide it yeah if you're a woman you can't 
Yeah. You know, so they're, oh, they get beat. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. But, the, yeah. Only, the, the only one that, but, uh, that I know of that she is padded was in the beginning of the movie Zombieland with, Wolf, with, with uh, what's the name? Woody Harrelson is um, right in the beginning. She's driving the big semi truck and she's right. in a fat suit and she right. flies, she flies out the windshield and skids on the street. I'm like, oh shit. And that movie had like pretty much just came out when we did the episode. I was like, holy shit, like that was you. Like that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Oh, there's just some one, Debbie Evans, Jeannie Epper, who is uh, part of the Epper family, or the first family of stunt work. Uh, she she was doubling uh what's her name in Wonder Woman there on the TV series, you know. And really? There's so many, she so many people that they just beat the crap out of themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, and that yeah, it, it does take your toll, but yeah, I got, you know, I'm fortunate enough to work with a lot of different people. Uh, like I said, I, I have a retirement from the Screen Actors Guild because right. of the stunt, the stunt work. And um, so I've been, you know, I've been very fortunate. And then this stuff, the 21, I, I never did so many shows in my life because there were shows that were canceled from 20. Yeah. Came back, and then everything else. And, oh, my God. I was I'm very grateful. But man, yeah. I'm, I, I needed a rest after that. I'm sure. Are you scheduled to do anything in the future? Like anything that you have anything lined up yet? Doing something in February, I think, here in California, right? 15 minutes from my house. And uh, so we'll see how that goes. But I, I really don't. I've got a couple of guys, you know, to look out for me. Uh, uh, I'm, you know, I, I, I play. I, my wife and I just came back from uh, a cruise that we had uh, in uh, the Bahamas uh, over Christmas. So we, Nice. We, we took off and we were there for eight days and uh, wandered around the ocean for a couple of three, three or four days because somebody got COVID on the boat. Oh, of course they did. And, uh, all this, um, and I go, oh, OK, whatever. And uh, yeah. so we, uh, yeah. we came back. We just came back and uh, now we're resting. Nice. Good. Well, I know, I know that I, I've seen you at, I mean, I, I guess Ryan looks out for you at New Jersey Horicon. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's, a, he's been so good to me. I mean, he really has. I've been, I think I've done it twice Yeah. over the years and uh, it's always been a great show for me personally. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, man. The yeah, last I, one, Andrew Bukarski was there. Yes. And he's a real piece of work. <laughs> oh yeah. He most certainly is a piece. Oh yes. And uh, yeah, he, he's got a thing. Him and my wife had words, but really she she calmed him down and he didn't you know he didn't know what to do with her what is it what is it like leather face beef like what is that all right we get it you play you played leather face in the 2003 and whatever all right get over it get over yourself you know yeah absolutely people come in and spend a lot of money to see him and he's such an asshole about everything yeah and i've told him that i you know i i don't care if he hears this or not yeah, he probably won't listen to this. Uh, why would he? You know what I mean? I told him, and then now the word is out. So now he's he's uh, kind of left out in limbo. So I don't know what he's going to do, and I don't really care. Yeah, I asked him because I met him. I never met him, but since I'm a you know Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and I had never met him before, but I did meet him at the last one. Yeah, and just to just to have it for my book that you know, but, yeah. So I did meet him and. Just like pretty much, you know, anybody that, you know, a horror person that I like, whether it's the character or whatever. I asked him, I was like, so I'm like, would you be willing to, to do this? Like just to have a normal conversation. I won't hold you hostage for a long time, even if it's a short one, whatever. And I won't say it here to actually put it on blast, this specific thing. But he was like, yeah, if you get me this, this, this and this. Then I'll talk to you. And I'm just standing there, like my girlfriend's standing there. And I'm just like, okay, thank you, bye. Yeah, I'm like, all right, cool, man, thanks, buddy. All right, and I walked away, and I'm like, what a jerk off! Like, what oh, is that? Uh, I don't know. That's somebody. He believes his own press. You know, that's oh, it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. Uh, I'm, I'm turned off by shit like that because anyway, yeah, but enough of him. But everybody yeah. else has really been cool. Every, I mean, you talk about Felicia Rose. She She's is a cashier in the a sweetheart. Yeah, and uh, we were, where were we at? We were in uh, San Antonio, 
And she was in Houston on Friday. They drove Friday night, got to San Antonio on Saturday. And she is just, she, and I've been with her before. Yeah. And we just had a really good time. Very nice. So nice. And then yeah. she's, you know, she's a character. Oh, oh, oh definitely a character. Oh, Absolutely. Oh. Hilarious. I've met her about six or seven years ago at a convention. And it's like, we'll text each other. Hi, how are you? Like, and I had her on. um, Actually, we're recording this. This is podcast time. This isn't coming out today, but I have a couple before this comes out. But Felissa Rose, I think, is people listening now. If you listen, you just listened to the Felissa Rose episode last week. Right. Yeah. Some shit like that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, super fun, always fun, loves her fans. Like, and and, and that's, that's the experience. I mean, I've said this several times over the last several episodes that I go to so many conventions and I love the whole genre and I love the, the, the feel and the, and the, the community at conventions. Everyone's always just so cool. And there has not been minus Andrew, eh, right. but, but at least him, I gave him his money and I got it, but there was one person and I'll say it because everyone already knows everyone always says, who were you talking about? Was Linda Blair. Oh yeah. Oh, she's a piece of work too. I tried, Bob, I literally tried on three different occasions at three different cons to give her my money to get a picture and an autograph. My daughter wanted it too. So that would have been double, whatever. Her line is always out the door and I can't do it. I, me personally, I won't give her $5 because of just her attitude. And it's a shame because she's such an iconic character as Reagan, the exorcist. Right, right. And it's just like I would love to give you my money because I, you know, just just for the experience. I don't care about the money. It's just the experience for me. And yeah, I tried so many times. It just it just doesn't work, and and it's a shame. Those are the only two people. Everyone else has been sweethearts. That's why you know I uh uh I don't know how many times I've given stuff away to people because you can tell if somebody comes up to you and they go, well, you know, and they hem haw. And so here, here, take one. You know, this stuff costs me cents. Yeah. It's not dollars, it's cents. Yeah. And here, 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 take this, you know, or here, you want to, you know, they, they buy two or three as well. Here, take another one. Yeah. And, and I enjoy doing that. And, you yeah. know, the kids here, whatever. And, but I don't, I don't understand the rest of it. I don't, you know, yeah. and that's, a, I don't care, whatever. I try to be as nice as I can. Yeah. And I, you know, I try to, you know, be gracious to everybody. Cause you're humble. It's, it's a humility thing. It's a humility thing and an ego thing. You know, so like, I don't understand why anybody on earth would want a, my signature. I really don't. I understand why, but, and, and it's just, it's my honor to do it. Right. Uh, I made a couple bucks at, you know, and that's my play money. I use that to go play. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's great. You know, but people are so appreciative. And I really enjoy it. I really do. I really of, do. Of course. And it's just like, you know, it's like somebody like Linda Blair. It's like you're famous for one role when you were 12 years old in 1977 or 78 or whatever it was. It's like you should be over the moon grateful that you have a line out the door and you charge 80 bucks for an autograph and you don't stop for three days straight. Yeah. You can at least pretend like you're happy to be there. Yeah. Fool me. Please just for, be an actress and fool me. And then you'll get my money. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> me neither, man. Oh, shit. So, um, so cool. Yeah. I just like, like I said, I wanted to touch on Texas Chainsaw Massacre because I think it's a travesty that you don't get the credit you deserve. Maybe now, I mean, not just because of this silly podcast, but over the years, it's been more, you know, well, out there and people are more right. aware, you know. Absolutely. That's what that's what I've been trying to do is get the word out. A lot of people understand now, you know, they've heard and and the ones that haven't heard, you know, I tell them and then I, I, 
doing interviews. I love doing this. I don't care. I don't get paid for this. Yeah. And I love it. I love doing this. And I get the word out this way. Yeah. And then people, you know, and uh, this is my enjoyment. Yeah, man. Same here. It's like, like I said, I don't make money doing this shit. You know what? I, you know, I, I, I do it because I'll see you at a convention, but I'm not going to yeah. stand there and talk to you for 45 minutes because I'm not going to take you away from your table or the other fans. I'll say, hi, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. Get a picture and then keep it moving just because I understand what's happening. But, um, but yeah, like I said, I don't make a dime off of this, but I do need to shout out my three sponsors. If you don't mind, Bob, right ahead. Right ahead. Are you a coffee guy? Oh, yeah. All right. Beautiful. One of the sponsors of the Brooklyn Blast. I tell you, I'm going to push like an imaginary button on my neck and it's just all going to come out. All right. One of the sponsors on the Brooklyn Blast for this podcast is a company called Dead Sled Coffee. D-E-A-D-S-L-E-D Coffee. You can follow them on Instagram at Dead Sled Coffee. If you go to DeadSledCoffee.com and you put in the promo code Brooklyn Blast, You'll get 20% off of your order and any order from $60 or more is free domestic shipping. Now, what's cool about Dead Sled, so now all the three, the three sponsors that I have, I've been using way before the podcast. So it's not like I'm trying to trump them up and, you know, to be something that they're not. Um, they're an independent coffee company and what they do, they're a small company, but they have, they do officially licensed special like brews. They have like a cane hotter blend. They have, <laughs> they do. They have a cane hotter blend. They have a Robert Englund blend. Um, <laughs> it's, it's awesome. Um, Bella Lugosi, Vincent Price, Elvira. They did the band Kiss. All, right. they have four different, different like collectible bags of each member of Kiss. Um, Rob Zombie, they, they, they've done a whole bunch of stuff. So they're a small company, but they do really cool big things. And they're not like a snooty coffee company. Like they're just cool. They like horror shit and they do cool stuff. And the coffee is actually really good. So anybody who likes coffee, I re highly recommend dead sled coffee. Well, I'm going to go on there and check it out myself. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it, they're all, and they have all different, you know, it's, you know, you have like your breakfast blend, which is a little bit mild. They have like, like the, the Freddy Krueger one. It's like a never sleep again coffee or something like that. So it's like really strong and they have all different kinds of stuff. They have tea also. You can make like green tea. They have all kinds of stuff. Cold brew. Their cold brew stuff is awesome, but yeah, they're a, they're a great company and they're small business and they sponsor the podcast and I drink it all the time. Absolutely. But yeah, man. The next one is this one. It's local. Um, it's called generation records old school record store where you buy vinyl and t-shirts and books they, they've been around since 1992. Um, they survived this whole COVID thing. They're located at 210 Thompson street here in the West village in New York city. Um, follow them on Instagram at generation records. If you cannot make it to the actual store, they have an eBay page and they all, you can go to generationrecords.bigcartel.com and order stuff online from them. So once again, Generation Records. Absolutely. Yeah. And last but not least, Absolutely. Um, New Republic Printing for screen printing, embroidery, vinyl stickers, and buttons. You follow them as well on Instagram at New Republic Printing. If you go to newrepublicprinting.com, there is a drop-down menu, and you can get anything printed on any kind of clothing article you want. T-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, zip up hoodies, sweatpants, anything, any brand you want. Now, the awesome thing about them is there's no setup fees. There are no screen fees. And if you have your order shipped to any commercial address, it could be the store at the corner of your block. If you trust the guy that owns it, any commercial address, it's free UPS ground shipping. So for wow. instance, so for instance, you can get 500 Bob Elmore is the real leather face t-shirts made up and you can get 50 boxes delivered to your commercial address. It doesn't cost you a nickel extra. Cool. Yeah. New Republic oh, printing. Yeah, man. New Republic printing generation records and dead sled coffee. Sled coffee, baby. I'm there. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. Absolutely. So when are you coming back to New Jersey horror comment, man? I don't know. That's not up to me. Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, we got some cons coming up. You need to get that phone call. There's a bunch of stuff going on. I got, like I said, I got some people looking out for me. 
hopefully that comes through. If not, you know, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm okay. I, there's a lot of guys, let me just put this out to you. There's a lot of guys in, that do this and this is how they make their living. Sure. You know, and it's a business, you know, it's like, I do this because I like doing it. I don't have to. Right. I like it. Uh, I said, the money is, uh, is good. I appreciate it very much. And I tell everybody, I appreciate it very much. And I'm glad you're here and all that. Yeah. And um, so it's all up to them. Uh, I'll be glad that, you know, I do whatever. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Because when I first met you, you, you couldn't have been more gracious. And it's like, I was kind of hesitant you know, because obviously I don't want to take you away from your table and you had people there and stuff. So I met you and I got, I think it's you holding nubbins on the, on the, on the bridge. So yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And then I was like, I was talking to my girlfriend, Nikki. I'm like, should I bother him and ask him? I was like, I know everybody and their mother has a podcast now and he probably gets harassed to be on a frigging podcast. Like, am I going to be that guy right now? And I'm like, you know what? Here's my opportunity. What's the worst that could happen? He says, no, he's too busy. but. Yeah, you were like, sure. And we stepped away and, you know, your wife was there. She was a sweetheart. I remember she was a sweetheart. Yep. And, uh, yeah, it was very cool. You always super cool. I said what's up to you last time at uh, the last convention. Hopefully I'll see you sooner rather than later, man. I hope so, too. Yeah. Make sure that you, uh, you know, if, if you're in the area, if you come by, let me know. I will. I have your phone number. I have, I'll, I'll shoot you a text message. Absolutely. And so you put me in your phone. I have your number, man. Yeah, all right. I'll, de- I'll definitely let you know. Plus, if you're at a con, I'll see that you're going to be there, and I'll definitely mm-hmm. say what's up, and I'll get a different picture signed from you for the book. <laughs> Maybe from well, a different, from like a different movie, you know? I'll what, if, what, if I, yeah, yeah. what if I just give you a picture? How about that? Uh, well, I'm not going to fight with you, but I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll leave money on the table, and you do whatever you want with it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sounds now. Do you you have it? You don't have any. Well, you're on Instagram, but you're not really, you don't post really anything on there. I don't right? know how to do, I don't know how to do any of that. I'm on Facebook. That's okay. it. I don't know how to do anything else. I, I'm just not tech. Right. You well, know. you have your, your personal page, which is just simply Bob Elmore. And then there's also Bob Elmore Leatherface, the fan page. Right. Okay. You All can right. do those or, you know, just yell at me, uh, call me, send me a letter. I don't care. All right. Whatever you want. <laughs> Whatever you want to do. Super easy going. That's what I like. Easy. Not high maintenance, not complicated. Yeah, like some other, know. like some other horror icons that we oh mentioned. Oh my today. God. You know what? Guys, get over yourselves because you know you're not happening anymore. You're just very lucky people like that. Exactly. And you should realize that you're lucky and be grateful for the fans that keep you uh afloat. You should be gracious about this to the people because hey man, that's a lot of money involved in there. You know, it really yeah. is. The hell yeah. A lot of money. A lot of money. Heck yeah. Dude, awesome. Well, listen, thank you so much for your time, my man. Um, This was was great. And I'll let you know. uh, Like I said, I'll text you, you know, so you have my number. And um, I'll let you know exactly what date this is going to drop on. And if you want to share it on your page or whatever, I'll tag you. I'll tag you in it regardless. It'll be everywhere. You'll see it. And people will do whatever they want with it. Hey, anytime you want to talk to me again, let me know. Sounds like uh, a plan. You know, and just, you know, shoot the crap and whatever. Yeah. Sounds good. The only thing I request from the people that are listening, just go to Instagram and follow the podcast on Instagram at the Brooklyn Blast Furnace. That's all I ask. And if you're not sure where to find the podcast, if you go to my Instagram page, there's a link that's in the bio. You touch that link and it will open up a different page with the YouTube channel and every single place where you can hear this conversation and every other one that I do. It's super right. easy. Thank you much. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate it. I really Thanks, do. A lot. Thanks a lot, Bob. Be safe, buddy. All right, man. Later. I don't know how to cut you off, but I will. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye now. Forget the textbooks, the diagrams, the cadavers. This is the real thing. Scalpel. Bigger scalpel. Better. Clean cut through the derma. Suction. Easy now. Retractor. And cauterize. 
Just nudge these intestines over to the right. Bone cutter. Uh-oh. Nicked a bit of the liver there. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Pancreas. <laughs> years of fresh air. We must get through that airship. We will, sir. Once we kidnap the princess, we can force her father, King Roland, to give us the combination to the airship, thereby destroying planet Druidia and saving planet Spaceball. Everybody got that? Spaceballs, the movie. Princess Vespa spaceship within range, sir. Good. Or someone's trying to kill us! Now we will show her who is in charge of this galaxy. If you do not give me the combination to the air shield, Dr. Slotkin will give your daughter back her old nose! No! Only one man and his trusted companion can save planet Druidia from disaster. Okay, Eagle Five, coming in. Home star. First, they must learn the secrets of yogurt. Yogurt? I am the keeper of a greater magic. The Force? No, the Schwartz. Avoid capture on a distant planet. Come up to comb the desert, you hear me? Comb the desert! Found anything yet? We 
battled the entire Spaceball army. My hair! He shot my hair! Holy! And escaped the clutches of Dark Helmet. I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. Abandon ship! Proceed to escape pods! What the hell's the matter with this seat, fella? When does this happen in the movie? Give me balls! Spaceballs. The movie. How do I know you're not making faces at me under that thing? And may the Schwartz be with you!